The big news coming out of Baton Rouge, Anissa Moreau commits to the LSU Tigers. LSU women's basketball building a dynasty. As we welcome you into the Go 24-7 podcast, Bryce Coon alongside Dylan Sanders. Dylan, um, it, it's, it's just not even fair at this point. I mean, this is this was a massive pickup. Haley Van Lith and now Anissa Moreau. I mean, this kind of ridiculous, the talent that's being brought in by Kim Mulkey. Yeah, I mean... It's reminiscent of the the older rosters of like UConn and yeah. the the heights of South Carolina. Um, like they're just there's they're good at every moment, and it's just crazy to me that Kim Mulkey said, "You know what? Let's go win a national championship in year two, and then bring back a better and deeper team the next year." <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you could count on one hand, you know, how many college national champions, whatever sport, win a national title and, and then get better, like significantly better. And one example staying in the SEC was like Georgia this past year. I don't think anyone said they would be significantly better than they were the year before. But this LSU women's basketball team, I think people can say this is going to be a better roster, now obviously on paper, uh, yeah. than than what they had last season. And it's going to be a front court, Dylan. That I don't, I don't think that there's a better one in the country. No, there, there isn't. And it's not the tallest front court, I guess. Um, Anissa Moreau is six one, injury six three, but they both play like five inches above their height. It seems like just, I think it's with their speed and intensity down low, they grab so many rebounds and they, they, they together they averaged like 25 rebounds last year um by themselves mostly on offense which is which is really like the sneaky stat that that kills them is that not only do they get a bunch of rebounds it's like all the offensive rebounds and the second chance points that they get because of it you wrote a piece um obviously came out on friday we're recording this on saturday morning um, kind of about how Moreau fits into this and, and how you feel that she can help LSU get back to a national championship. So for the folks that haven't read it yet, let's give them a little preview. I mean, Dylan, uh, what does the addition of Moreau do to this roster and, and the weapons that Kim Mulkey can utilize, um, you know, night in and night out? Well, everybody's job just got a lot easier on offense. Hmm. It was already easier because you have like a Haley Van List. But now at all five spots, no matter who's playing, you're going to have five offensive threats at every time, like every second of the game. So there is no chance to double team anymore, really. And the thing about Moreau is uh, the sneaky thing, I think, because people – Look at her. She's a big. Uh, she does crash on inside, like crash the inside, but she can shoot, um, which is crazy. It's kind of not not. She's not Angel Reese, but if she could shoot, but kind of like, but she's kind of mm-hmm. like that because um, Angel Reese is is probably a little bit better inside because of her height and speed and strength combination. Um, but Moreau can pull it from three she can shoot the long two she can shoot the mid-range she can she's a she's an all-level scorer more than three levels she's an all-level scorer uh, maybe not the most consistent from three but she can shoot it and then whenever and then she has nights where she's on like she'll shoot like six of ten from three and then also have 
10 offensive rebounds and stuff like it's it's just fun to watch um so an offense it just gives it just adds another weapon adds another level of confidence um on the court someone you know will be there and can shoot it at any moment if you need be uh, if need be and then on defense um She's not going to have the height of Ladeja Williams, who she's going to be replacing in that starting lineup. Uh, but she is, again, really fast and has extremely fast hands, which is underrated in terms of getting the ball, like stealing the ball. She, she is great at stealing the ball because she's smart. She knows when the passes are coming, but also has the fast hands to get in there and rip the ball out of, uh, out of, out of your hands and force a turnover, which is something that LSU, not that they didn't have, but she, she's more of a thief than anyone that they had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also has that defensive intensity that they would be missing otherwise. Yeah, and you talk about intensity. I mean, this is a player that um, DePaul and LSU, I believe, had one common opponent last year, and it was Miami. Um, and where LSU struggled offensively in that game, it was Moreau who had the intensity and 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 balled out. I mean, in that game. And so, is there any? I, I would guess there's not because the conversation obviously happened um, in Baton Rouge during the visit. We all know Moreau canceled her visit to South Carolina, which kind of you know threw up the the sign that this was going to happen. Uh, that the to she was going to commit uh, to Kim Mulkey. But when you talk about a player of her caliber coming in. Is there a better coach? And you got to cover, obviously, you were in, in Dallas for the next year, but is there a coach that can manage personalities as well as Kim Mulkey has? Uh, just just in her short tenure at LSU, I mean, you talk about the, the personalities this roster had last year. You know, I don't know what Moreau is like off the court. I don't I haven't watched any of her press conferences or anything, but I imagine you have another high-level player that really, you know, wants to make it to the next level. Uh, it's going to be an interesting task to see how Mulkey kind of handles um, – handles all these and juggles the, the personalities on this roster. I, I'm i going to tell a story that I think encapsulates why Mulkey's different okay. and maybe how they get these players to buy in. Flasha Johnson's coming in to uh, – Flasha Johnson's coming in to, for her visit. She's been going to all of these schools. The schools will ask her, rap or basketball? Which one? Because she does both. They say, which one's important to you? Which one do you choose if you had to choose one? She gets to LSU, and on her visit, Kim Mulkey brings her to a studio and says, rap for me. Like, yeah. that's different. That's, yeah. that's, that's not the experience you're going to get anywhere else. She, she tells these players, like, hey, be yourself. We're going to support you in all your endeavors. We're gonna get. We're gonna give you the platform you need to succeed on and off the court, and it kind of just has worked so far. Yeah. Um, but also is an extremely strong competitor whenever it comes time to play basketball, and those are the type of players that she's getting. Um, everyone will tell you no one, no one would argue more, no one would be at each other's throats more than Angel Reese and Alexis Morris whenever it came down, whenever it came time to play. Uh, they were a great duo, and then whenever it was off the court, they loved each other. 
But whenever that time was on, Andrew Reese and Alexis Morris, you'd swear that they hated each other because how competitive they got. But it was managed, and they all everyone got along on that team, and that's where that's where we're at now. And obviously, you're adding a bunch of more explosive, fiery personalities uh, like Haley Van Lith. Um, but as we've seen. Who what is the, what is their coach? What is their coach gonna act like? The same exact way. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like she's holding up a mirror in front of all these players. Like this is, you know, y'all are gonna be intense. I'm gonna be intense. Let's yeah. just let's just win. And, and I think that mentality and want to get your thoughts on this, I think it helps when you return a roster and you add pieces, and I mean it, it would be very surprising if this team is not preseason number one uh when the way too oh. early rankings come out. But it helps the the competitive fire because I don't see that Angel Reese and is going to allow anyone to you know rest on oh we won last year like I don't think that's going to be the case and you know I don't also think it's going to be something that Mulkey is going to have to institute from day one like this feels very much like a player led group um, and Mulkey is there to help facilitate and utilize and take them you know and and be that guidance she's a great coach don't get me wrong. I'm just. I just think this is very player led, and so do you echo that sentiment? Where even adding these pieces, they're not going to rest on what we won last year. We can kind of coast to the SEC now. I mean, I think they're 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 pretty determined, and, and they're showing it right now. Adding in the portal, they want to not only win another one, they want to dominate. And it's not only player led; it's player recruited. Who do you think was putting in the hours trying oh to get these gosh, players? Yeah. It was Angel Reese. It was Flauge. Like the the. They went out of their way to try and get these players here, um, and it's the kind of it's the kind of thing where they all believe that they can play together, and they all believe they can work together. And hey, if you think that you're going to be able to uh, to just say, you know what, we're going to take it easy, you got two more players coming in that are coming in for a championship, and they're not going to back down, and they're like they're not going to let you take a take a day off, like. They're going to be intense because, hey, we, we saw what y'all did last year. Let's go do that now. Mm-hmm. And then you also have, like, Michaela Williams coming in, which we, have, <laughs> we haven't even mentioned yet. But the fact that you have Michaela Williams coming in along with the two best transfers in the country, it's just unf- – like, we've never seen a team add – I feel like we've never seen the team add this much talent in one year before. I mean I that's the that's the that's the portal that's the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, it's the portal, and you talk about the way they recruited uh, Moreau. I don't know if you saw the tweet, um, but it was off of uh, or really based off of come off of Moreau's TikTok. And I, I don't, Dylan, I don't know if you you venture on the TikTok app, but I no, I if if, if, if if you do, then you know what I'm, I'm talking Gen about. I'm Gen Z. I I, I, I go on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so Moreau post on TikTok, you know, the picture like of her hotel room when she got in Baton Rouge. And I don't know if you saw the video, yes, but it's like, yes. it's, it's the, you know, the purple and gold everywhere an image saying, are you the missing piece? I mean, the recruiting pitch that you're talking about from Kim Mulkey, pretty much saying, Hey, listen, we won it last year. We're going to be better in this year. And we want you to come be a part of it. She chose LSU. I think they ESPN had reported uh, a couple weeks ago. She'd been in contact by like 33 teams and then obviously narrowed it down uh, Southern Cal was kind of in there, USC, and then as I call them, USC Junior. Uh, the, you know, both Carolina, the two USCs the, is how I've USCs. been referring to it. <laughs> the two USCs, but I mean, just for for this to go LSU's way, 
man, what's the reaction around the country? I mean, what, I mean, if you're, if you're, I don't know if you saw this. And for folks listening, you're saying this podcast going off the rails. Well, this is because they let the young guys take it. But <laughs> I'll say this: if you're listening, you won't be able to see it, and I'm not going to show it, so you can't see it on YouTube, anyways. But do, Dylan, do you remember the 2018 NBA Finals graphic that had like the Warriors? So it had like the big three that the Warriors had, mm-hmm. done. and then it had the graphic had also was it uh, LeBron? Versus, it was LeBron, Tristan, and Thompson, Kyle Corver, and Kyle Corver. Now listen, I was a Hawks fan. Still am a little bit. Loved Kyle Corver when he was in Atlanta. And he's still he's in front office there now. But, and it said, oh my gosh, this is Iowa against LSU in 2024. Like, this is what it's <laughs> going to look like. And it kind of feels like that. Like, yeah. if you're Iowa, if you're even, even to an extent like South Carolina, and they've added some nice pieces. But, I mean, when you look at this, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that this team should be number one coming into the season. Uh and I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this. I think it's must-see TV every single time they play. And this, I mean, I, I've been having the conversation with people, and I think we've I've come to agreement with a lot of people that we're, women's college basketball is the best college sport right now in terms of the, the level it's being played, the mm-hmm. star power, the coaching is incredible. Everything about it is, it's superior to the professional sport and the WNBA is great right now too, but they have their own problems in terms of not having enough teams. They, they have their own, they have their own issues, but where women's college basketball is right now, it's, it's at a different level than most other sports. I mean, you know, college football is college football, but it's in a, it's in an impressive spot where there are stars all over the country. There are going to be teams gunning for LSU every, every, every week. The, the sentiment I'll fight back on is that there are a lot of people saying LSU is building this team to beat Iowa. They just beat Iowa without it, so I don't really know how that works. Um, but I mean, there are going to be teams like UConn that fight back. They're yeah. going to be there are going to be other good teams. And all I have to all I have to say is in terms of the, ira- the reaction around the country, uh, get ready to root for the bad guys. LSU <laughs> LSU is the bad guys. They are yeah. they are going to be the hated team. They're going to be the gun for team. Not only because they're building a super team, but because of how they play and how they act on the court, it's going to be obnoxious. If you're, it's going to be one of those teams where you're probably going to not be a fan of it if you're not a fan of LSU. But if you're a fan of LSU, you're going to love it and you're going to ride or die for this team. Yeah, and I and kind of piggybacking off of that, I sit in the camp of if Angel Reese was on your team, you'd love it. If, yeah. When she's not, you don't love it. Like that's and, not, and that's fine. That's fine. If you're not a fan of LSU, like you're not gonna like it. And I get that. Um, you know, if Angel Reese was somewhere else, you know, LSU fans probably wouldn't like to see what is she doing. You know, stuff like that. So it's it's an interesting dynamic uh, there with those two. But I'm telling you, it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, look, you see what LSU brings to the table in the sense of the recruiting pitch. You saw the TikToks. Um, I have to link that down on the board uh, for people to, to see the tweet. I mean. Uh, just an all-around effort, and and I can't believe that after you know you got to go to Dallas and watch this, that we're on the precipice of seeing this team's going to be the favorite. I mean, I don't know what the Vegas odds are going to come out with. You have to think they're going to be the favorite to win it again uh, with a talented roster with Kim Mulkey. But like you said, it's going to be different. And so we end the podcast right here, Dylan. I mean, 
how does this team respond, in your opinion, now with a target on their back? I mean, last season they won a lot of games, but it still felt like they were kind of the underdog. They may be underachieved losing in the SEC tournament uh, to Tennessee. How do you think they respond now having the target on their back and being, like you said, the, the big bad bully in the room? I don't have any doubt in my team that in this team that uh, that they can switch switch gears and you know the good teams still view themselves as the hunted always they 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 viewed themselves as the hunted for for weeks mm-hmm. uh, by the time the season was over talking to them they're like hey we are the team that people are coming to beat because of how we act, because of how we play. So that was already their mindset. And now they just have more fuel to that. And so I think it's just going to be a a bit of trying to carry over how you were feeling in that national championship to how, how you wanted to, how you want to, because I don't think it's any secret that everyone wanted Caitlin Clark to win that. And they knew that. So they already felt like, Hey, people don't like us. We're being hunt. We're the team that people want to beat. We were the team that everyone wants to lose. Let's go prove them wrong. And so that's how it, f- it felt like their mindset already was talking to them. So to just bring that over into this season. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, there was an article, and I think this is the perfect way to end this, today's show. Uh, it said, America, be prepared to get sick of this LSU women's basketball team. And uh, folks down in Baton Rouge will absolutely not get sick of it, and they will absolutely love it. Hey, this has been the Go 24-7 Podcast. Dylan Sanders, along Bryce Coon, coming at you on a Saturday. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Uh, Dylan, don't know if you heard, um, and neither of the other two guys have heard exactly my plans, but if we get to 3,000 subscribers, uh, what we're going to do is a little interactive. Um, could be dangerous, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Letting some of the subscribers and the fans interact with us on the show. Uh, and so that'll be a lot of fun. That is scary. Um, it, I'll have to get my editing tool ready to go for that. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're almost there. I think we're like 49 away, 48 away from hitting that 3K mark. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. But if you're listening on the podcast and you want to continue to find these in your feed, make sure to follow, subscribe, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. And finally, Last but certainly not least, headed over to go twenty four seven. The best news surrounding someone, I would think, I've only been on the you know covering the team for now three months, four months. Best all around athletics, I think I've seen in the country. It's going to be a lot of fun to continue everywhere. I had my first real Paul Skeens experience last night, and holy cow, Um, Dylan! Wow, just wow. That could be a whole other podcast, a whole other day. The Paul Skeens experience. It'll be a documentary one day for sure. Hey, we'll catch you next time here on the Go 24-7 podcast.